Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Addie. And you're listening to the Speaking English Podcast. Today's episode 67. And uh, this week we decided to do a double feature of sorts um, of a couple of Bo Burnham projects. Um, We watched his comedy special Make Happy as well as a movie he directed called Eighth Grade that came out um, a couple years ago, three years ago now. And here is where we will talk about it. <laughs> um, so we'll get into that in a second. But before that, how has your week been? My week has been so wonderful. Um, I I went to New Mexico this week with your family, without you, <laughs> just yeah. the rest of your family. And I, <laughs> but I had it such a good time with them. And also, I don't know if you know this, but you're aunt and uncle are like big fans, big listeners. So hello, you guys. It was really fun to hang out with you. <laughs> Thank you for being so nice to me about this podcast. Awesome. Anyways, I love New Mexico. I had a really good time. Nice. Yeah, I just showed it to them a few weeks ago. So oh, nice. <laughs> they were like, like so excited to talk to me about it. And they told me that I have a beautiful voice and I'm very articulate. And I was like, oh my God. Thank oh. you. <laughs> I wish they said nice things like that to me. <laughs> My feedback was uh, I need to assume that people know what I'm talking about less. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm working on it. My week wasn't that interesting. I didn't really do much this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, not much to report. Um, I was able to go down to Colorado Springs for the day for 4th of July, and I had a pretty good time on that day. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I got, I was supposed to work, but then I didn't have to work. So that's, that's been always nice. The highlight of the week. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. I've been getting lots of exercise, which is something that sometimes I struggle with, but I've been good about it. Going to play pickleball and lots of hikes. It's been awesome. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I also like fell into a weird rabbit hole this week of watching uh, YouTube videos about people living in Prague. Oh, cool. um, throughout this week, there's like a surprising amount of people who used to live in America who now live in in Prague um, that have started YouTube channels <laughs> about that experience. So I've been watching some of those. It's fun. Getting me excited for my trip. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to hear all about it. <laughs> Let's see. I think that's about it. Cool. Let's get into it. Yeah. I have much to discuss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we start? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. Um, well, if you had to rank the three Bo Burnham projects that you watched this week, what would your ranking be? Um, I think it's pretty hard to, to um, um, compare like a comedy special to a movie yeah, just because like the objective is very different. Um, so I don't know. I can't decide which I like more uh, between Make Happy and Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. Side was definitely the lowest. <laughs> really? Yeah. Whoa, that really surprises me. I would decide <laughs> at number one. Oh, really? And then eighth grade and then make happy. I just thought it wasn't good. 
you are the first person I've heard say that. I know. I like. It's not that I disliked it, um, but my strongest reaction to watch, like from watching it, is that I'm glad it was made. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he followed through on it and like finished it up and got it like released and put out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I just don't think there is a lot of like quality stuff in there, like a lot less than, uh, I don't know. It just didn't work as a comedy special. Like I, I, okay, I, uh, if it, yeah, it's I appreciate call it a comedy special, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate, you know, that it was a little different. I just, it seemed like, I don't know. It was like, um, you know, towards like the end of it, the the topic of the the piece is kind of becomes like, you know, it's hard to be creative in this like conditions of lockdown and everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that he kind of just said, and we were all like, yeah, we all know because we've also lived through it. And I don't mm-hmm. know, like, if he added really much else to it. Mm, okay. Um. You know, that being said, like, it does shine through, you know, how much he, like, worked on it and just, mm-hmm. like, couldn't. But the the part part of the point to me that came across was that he couldn't come up with any good ideas because he was kind of stuck in this little loop of just, like, um, doing that. Like, doing, you know, the same thing every day and being stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah. I agree, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I guess, I don't know, this might come from like me just because I've kind of had to deal with the same sort of stuff this year. Yeah. Like it's really kind of stunted my creativity. Um, you know, not really kind of getting like being, living like a real life and getting like events that like would kind of like jumpstart and spark your creativity. And I think like stuff that I've made in the past year, like for film projects has kind of suffered as a result. Um, And so I, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) this sounds like very shallow, but it's like all that he's kind of saying in this special is that it's really hard to be creative and make things that are worthwhile um, in this time with like this oversaturation of like, like low effort content, I guess. Okay. Um, Which I think came through loud and clear, but also at the same time um, that doesn't automatically make it any good. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, that is just like not the biggest takeaway that I got from inside at all. And yeah. And I, and I do want to say that there is like, a solid amount of stuff that I thought was good. Yeah. Like three or four songs I really enjoyed. Yeah. But I think it was very long and a it lot of it, it was like very repetitive, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like every song was like repeating the same thing. And it was just, I don't know. It just, it didn't like get to me in the way that his other stuff has. And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know after I, cause I watched this first, like a couple of days before I watched the other two things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't, I didn't know if that's just like me being indifferent to his kind of his style and his way of presenting things. Okay. Um, but then I watched make happy and I really liked it. And I thought there was, huh. even though it was 20 minutes shorter and doing it, at least to me, it seemed like it was doing so much more 
Inside wow, I really just did not feel the same way. That is so funny. Huh. Okay, I guess let's just let's just kind of like recap the whole like timeline of Bo Burnham. I guess okay. who are like not in the loop. Right. So make well, we'll just start with make happy because that's where we're starting in this episode. Okay. But that's not where he started. He started at like what, like eighteen or nineteen on YouTube. Yeah. I I'm gonna <laughs> I do want to say that I'm not like tuned into his career maybe as much as you are. Yeah. Um, like I, I think I've watched because I watching Make Happy, I definitely have seen it before. I think mm-hmm. I probably watched it like right when it came out mm-hmm. and then just like haven't since. Um, okay. And I've kind of I think I've watched like most of his stuff, but most of it like only once. And I haven't really been like keeping up with him as a person. <laughs> OK, I'll let well, you he kind of was like a YouTube sensation in the earliest days of YouTube doing like his kind of comedic songwriting stuff that he still does and has kind of like mastered the art of, I would say. That's kind of why he blew up in the first place. And then he did a couple specials and also a a show on, I think, MTV. And it was called Hmm. Zach Stone is Going to Be Famous. And it was very, very funny, but nobody else liked it at all. (laughs) It just like didn't go on very long because it did not get good reviews. But I thought it was hilarious. Hmm. And then he put out Make Happy, which we watched, which was kind of... It was a lot of comedy, but it was also a lot of like reflection on like just the performative nature of his career so far. And just this whole idea of like, how am I supposed to be a comedian when like I am just struggling so much? And he does that song at the end of Make Happy that we can talk about where he's just kind of like, I kind of love you guys because you've made my career. And I also kind of hate you a lot because of how much I feel like I owe you and stuff. And it was just like very self-reflective on what he'd been going through as and as just a young comedian who kind of just blew up. Um, and then after Make Happy, he announced that he was just going to be done. Like he couldn't handle it anymore. He was like having panic attacks during all of his stand-up specials. So he was just going to quit. Then he made um, eighth grade, which he's not in at all. Um, but it's the same kind of concept of like, of just being a performative, like as you're, as your person as a personality trait to be performative you know what i mean like and that's just kind of like the nature of youth sometimes and then some people turn Mm -hmm. it into a career and that's why we watched it as a double feature because they just kind of like paralleled each other with the themes and then most recently he put out inside which i thought kind of reflected on all of that past stuff so well like i thought inside was just like a really good extension of Mm -hmm. like this is life as a professional performer in a time when performing like can't even be done. Like it was just already hard (laughs) before there was a pandemic and now it's just even crazier. And I just, I don't know. I just thought that he just kind of developed those previous thoughts that were in both eighth grade and make happy really well in inside. Um, Yeah. That's what I have to say. Excellent summary. Quick recap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Online. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, talking about inside, mm-hmm. I agree with the rest of it. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> I just, because I felt that coming through. I just felt it wasn't like, uh, it's hard to the kind of like approach this from a, like a, like a, in critiquing it because that's a lot of the point is that yeah this is so i don't want to talk too much about like that i didn't that 
I because I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't dislike yeah. it at all. So I don't want to yeah. like that too much, but I just I I don't know. It didn't hit for me. <laughs> it, I really enjoyed it. Um, there were definitely some just jokes and songs and insight that I didn't like. Like I would never call it a perfect special by any means. Like mm-hmm. they didn't all do it for me. Like some of the deeper ones I didn't think were that deep. And also some of the funny ones I didn't think were that funny, <laughs> but overall <laughs> I really liked all of inside. And um, I guess he's just always kind of done this bit about like, nothing is actually real. He, he actually has this line where, I don't think it was in Make Happy. I think it's in a different special where he knocks over a bottle of water and he plays it off like it was an accident. But then his like speaker comes through and it's like he meant to knock that water over. Nothing is real. Art is a lie. (laughs) Like and it's just that's the whole joke. It's just always been like something that he's wanted to comment on. And I thought that Inside is like such a cool example of that because that whole thing is very much a performance, even though you don't ever feel like it is like you're kind of meant to feel like he was actually living in that tiny room for over a year for the entire pandemic filming this completely on his own, like no production team, but that is not the truth. Mm -hmm. Like that was all very much a performance. He he doesn't live in that room and he did have a team, you know? (laughs) So I just thought that that was cool. It was just like, he just took that idea so far. um, And it just kind of leaves you with a lot to contemplate. I feel like. Yeah, no, that is an interesting aspect. And I also thought it was really cool, kind of. Um, there's like a little parallel between like the endings of the two specials. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, in the end of Make Happy, he like leaves yeah. through the door and then it's mm-hmm. trying to get back in. I just, I thought that was yeah. like really interesting. I thought so too, especially because, like I said, after Make Happy, he was kind of like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And then in inside, it goes back in mm-hmm. and he gets trapped in there. So it, I don't know, it all just connects in like really cool ways. Like, yeah. I just think it, he is a person who he's like so introspective and he just will contemplate the same idea for like years on end, you know, <laughs> like he will really just make a lot of content on the same idea, which I just kind of like, like, I definitely understand that getting repetitive and that not being for everybody, but I don't know. I like that. He just kind of takes one idea in every direction he possibly could. I think it's cool. <laughs> Gotcha. While we are still talking about inside, um, I know, I guess I just want to kind of like wrap up that conversation and uh-huh. then start getting to eighth grade. I feel like that's what I have the most to talk about just because it okay, was like yeah. a movie, you know, yeah. but um, I don't, some of the jokes in inside, I really just thought were like genuinely so funny. I just want to put that out there. Like, I think <laughs> that the jokes that landed in inside were funnier to me than any comedy he's like put out before. Oh, gotcha. Um, especially the two songs about Jeff Bezos. I don't know why those <laughs> just like kill me every time. I think that that is hilarious. Yeah, like, I thought those were so funny. <laughs> so I, I just think really like-, like his comedic songwriting ability has just like he has just perfected that to me. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think I think it just is really good at that one. Gotcha. Yeah, I also like the internet one. I thought it was cool. Oh my god! Yeah, I thought that that was really clever. The internet one. Also, um, the the first one about just kind of being like trying to solve the world's problems through comedy. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. that that was so funny. And like everything that he has written out on the whiteboards when you pause it, they're just so funny. That like Venn diagram that's like Malcolm X, Weird Al. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just hilarious. He's just so like 
almost painfully self-aware, you know, like it just really, you can tell that it like really weighs him down. Hmm. Inside. We're both fans. Yeah. I'm a fan of Inside. Some of us bigger fans than others. Yeah. Some of us bigger fans than others. (laughs) I'd say. Yeah. A very interesting watch. And I'm just, and like, once again, I, uh, I'm really glad that it got made, that it's a thing. Yeah. It's really resonated with a lot of people. Um, which is cool. Awesome. Okay, so eighth grade. This is <laughs> this is one that um, I'd watched before, um, but it's been a while, and I watched it mm-hmm. again now. And I really like this one. What did you think about it? I loved it. I had never seen it before. This was my first time, but I thought it was very, very good. Also, so painful for me to watch. As a person who's been a middle school girl before, <laughs> it just a lot of those scenes like hit way too close yeah. to home for me. I, I really had to like kind of put the phone, I was watching it on my phone, and I kind of put it down a little bit. And I remember when it first came out, a couple of my friends saw it and were like, there's one scene in this movie that will make me never watch it again. Like I could hardly even sit through it. I was like squirming. I will never, I will never be able to watch it again. And I went into this movie knowing that I would see something like that. And I thought it would be something that would, that happened to her. That was just like, so humiliating. You get like secondhand embarrassment. Uh And then I discovered that (laughs) I'm sure that they were referring to the scene where she's getting manipulated by a high school boy in the back of the car. And I was like, Oh my God, I wish (laughs) I know people tried to warn me, but. I didn't get warned hard enough. It's <laughs> yeah. really hard for me to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think this is one that just really kind of gets the vibe of middle school. <laughs> Perfectly, <laughs> like, Which right? is like really, because, and that's very interesting because I don't think there are, I can't think of any other movie that's like about being in middle school that's actually like, that's actually about being in middle school, you know? Yeah. It's, it was crazy how accurate it, like down to the T, like, I mean, even the way that the Instagram pictures were edited, I was, that is exactly what middle school Instagram looks like. (laughs) And like the way that she speaks, um, I, I just feel like a lot of adults are never, up to date on the way that middle schoolers talk, you know, and they try to be like with mm-hmm. the lingo. And then it just, it always just comes off as so like dated immediately, you know, but they just really kind of expertly avoided that with this movie, which was so cool. Like there's just no usage of like trendy middle school lingo, yeah. but, but the way that she speaks to her dad in such like short cut off sentences. And then like the things that she tries to say to try to make friends when she's like in school and like the differences between those and the way she talks in her YouTube videos. And they're just all so different, but they are all so middle school. (laughs) It was just excellent. It was like executed so flawlessly. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that, that made, (laughs) sorry to go back to inside, but uh, that reminded me of what I was going to say about that one. Mm -hmm. Um, In that in, in eighth grade, it feels like, um, Bo kind of has this finger on the pulse of like, mm. like what you were just saying. Like, but at times in Inside, I felt like it was being a little like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say too patronizing, because but just like from, 
it felt like I had a more patronizing tone about like how he does his like this is my reaction video and this oh. is my live stream. It it felt a bit more like just making fun of how um how, like the way that YouTube is now. Um mm-hmm. and I think at least in Make Happy a lot, it, it felt more like it was um kind of more nuanced in that like yeah this is like kind of bad maybe not the best but i'm like actively like participating in it and Mm -hmm. i know and i'm trying to be like aware of that and present it Mm -hmm. that way um and i think at times and inside it it felt more just like this is what you're watching (laughs) and you know that's not necessarily a bad thing it just felt like I don't know. I don't know if I want to say a low effort, but just a little like less interesting and involved as like I guess what I've come to expect from him. If that makes That's sense. so funny. I kind of also noticed that he just gets like harsher and more blunt in inside and less like willing to see these like areas of gray. But I was just like, yeah, Bo's like radicalized now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in Make Happy, he has that line where. At the very beginning, he's like, he's like, and if you if you don't follow the law, everybody'd say fuck the police. But then he's like, actually, it's a really hard job, and they're all just trying their best. <laughs> but then in inside, he has that that whole song with the sock puppet. That's just like the entire government is absolutely evil. <laughs> there's, there's like no exceptions. So I don't know. I was just kind of like, yeah, he just he's woke now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I, that, then that was the other one that I really liked was the sock puppet song. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I was just right at the very beginning. But yeah, you can tell in inside he just has like zero tolerance left. Yeah. Which I kind of liked, but I but I totally see where you're coming from that that's just not appealing to everybody at all. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, it felt like in eighth grade it was more like just very like knowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really cool to see just in like a you know moderately budgeted movie it's not like yeah (laughs) but yeah and from what i remember um the girl kayla the actress who played kayla he just kind of like picked from a middle school like she's like not really an actress right yeah i think that's right he's kind of found her so i'm sure that she had a lot of input too Mm -hmm. on like what is what is middle school right now which i think is so cool i think it's i just think it's so cool like I remember how much you could tell he really valued her perspective in that movie when it was mm-hmm. coming out, when they were advertising for it and stuff. Um, and I just liked that a lot. He was really taking her seriously. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I was going to ask if you have the same thing where like, uh, if it's like the same thing happens to you where you like think of a certain time in your life and you have to like keep mentally adjusting to say that, you know, like, even though this is about middle school, I have to not project like the world events going on when I was in middle school. <laughs> Cause I have that like experience. It's kind of hard to explain, but like when I think of like being in middle school or elementary school, like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think like, Oh wow, that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it feels if <laughs> thinking back and remembering it, it feels like, I don't know the words to explain this. Just like this weird disconnect of like the only middle school experience I have is like, obviously like very similar. Like we were just talking about, 
but also the like world events going on informed it a little bit too that like okay. just made it for a different experience and it's just like something that i just like keep having to like correct myself in my brain about like oh this isn't set in 2013 this is set oh. in 2018 <laughs> you know like yeah yeah it's just weird for me and I like whenever I like remember think about like middle school or elementary school I'm like I don't think about it being you know that long ago <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just weird like it, I don't know it's hard to explain <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not but, sure that I relate okay but that's interesting good to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard to explain too but um yeah when i was in middle school we i don't think that we had instagram yet i don't think that instagram happened until i was like maybe in eighth grade or maybe a freshman okay yeah because i was running it because i remember i first got my instagram when i was in seventh grade okay i feel like i was a freshman freshman, which is like interesting because it wasn't as big of a thing it was like a cool thing Uh uh-huh like social media but it wasn't it didn't become the business, like the uh, the in, the industry that it is mm. yet. It was still like kind of the earlier stages. So like that was interesting to look at and be like, yeah, if I was in middle school, like four or five years later, this is what I would be. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. I guess. Okay. I guess I do kind of relate to like what was going on in the world when I was in middle school. There were a few times in the movie where I was like, man, why are you guys, I can't believe you're all on social media. Like so much. We were not, doing that in middle school and then i had to be like we did not have Wait a second. i didn't even have a smartphone in middle school yeah, I had a flip phone. like i'm old <laughs> i was on social media for my ipod touch I was yeah <laughs> i didn't have a phone until the end of eighth grade yeah yeah so that was a little bit different to see um but other than that it still felt pretty timeless and it's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's no exactly what it was like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, for the record that wasn't a critique i was just like yeah yeah i, I was like this is just a weird experience <laughs> um, yeah but yeah they just i they just captured so much of it so so well just like i was just in shock yeah. i was the girl who was voted most quiet in really? eighth grade, yeah. So I just knew exactly <laughs> how that feels to be voted such a thing. That guy's like, "Oh man, I'm really in for a ride with this movie." Because that happens yeah. like right away. It's like I, I just am gonna relate way too hard. And then <laughs> I, said, <laughs> but that's like a testament to how good it is. You know, mm. like just really, they just got it so right. The other thing that really made me stop and be like, they knew exactly what they were doing with this was kind of like how subtle the way Kayla feels about things are portrayed. Like she goes through some kind of shitty stuff, some really shitty stuff. And then you can see her like visibly be upset and like trying to kind of contain herself. And she has that moment where she kind of cries in her room and her dad is trying to comfort her, but she never like expresses what happened. Like she never even like recaps to anybody what happened, what's making her so upset. And that is so like spot on because when you're going through some of this stuff in middle school, you just don't even have the language yet to Mm -hmm. say like, like 
<laughs> to say why it hurts so bad, honestly, especially, especially after the scene in the car with the boy, like you can just tell she is so upset with herself for not enjoying it. And she can't even comprehend why. And that is so real. Like I was just so glad that they portrayed it like that because you just, you don't learn about these things until after they happen, which mm. sucks. That's part of why it sucks so bad. You can't even process it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> I was really impressed with that. Like, I just feel like I was almost waiting for a moment for her to just break down and be like, mm-hmm. this is what's going on with me. And it never came. And I'm like, oh yeah, because you just can't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> At that age, you just don't even know how to talk about things like this. That's just so, mm-hmm. that's just the truth of it. There you go. Also, shout out to the dad in this movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a great dad. What a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> really trying his best. I really liked, there were like two dad monologues in this kind of, one of them was way shorter. But at the beginning of the movie, when he's like, I just want you to know that I think you're really cool. Like, yeah. I just really think you're a cool person. I was like, Oh my God, I love this dad. What a great thing to say. And then too, at the end where they're sitting around the fire and he's like, like you, I just wish so badly you could see yourself the way that I see you as an adult. I know that you can't, but I really wish you could because you feel so much better. I was like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) perfect. I love this conversation. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) <laughs> great dad great dad um i don't know what else i have to say really <laughs> um yeah i don't know either it was mostly just really good some of it made yeah. me laugh out loud honestly yeah i, I actually laughed a couple times yeah i was expecting it to be just uncomfortably cringe the entire time. And it was a lot of the time, but there were some scenes that I just was like, I don't even know if I should find this funny, but it is so freaking funny to me. The scene where they're like um, doing like an active shooter drill and they all go under the desks and she like goes to that, this boy that she's like in love with, his under his desk and she just is like trying desperately to flirt with him oh my god that killed me i thought that was so funny yeah there was a couple times that i had to like stand up and uh and make a snack or something i just really? kept, i'm just cringing too hard then then other points it's like where you're like cringe you're just like laughing at how yeah. embarrassing it is yeah. too there's like different levels which i thought was cool um mm-hmm yeah, I definitely like this one more the second time I watched it, okay. which is like mostly the case with everything <laughs> I see, mm-hmm. I feel like. But yeah. Yeah, it was great. I really just couldn't even believe how good it was. And I expected to like it, but I just, yeah, I was like, damn, that really made <laughs> me think about some stuff. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It gave, it's like, uh, I want to put together like a timeline of movies that are kind of like this. Cause I got the same kind of feeling as uh, like watching lady bird mm. where it's like, oh, I recognize this point in my life. Here's a movie about it. That f- makes me think of this point in my life. Mm. Oh, I like that. Fill out the timeline a little yeah. bit. More. I think perks. Of, oh no. What made me think of it first is perks of being a wallflower is like, he's a freshman oh. in high school. So like that's the next year. Um, and then Lady Bird is the senior year and you just got to fill out the timeline a little bit more. 
that would be a fun episode for us to do trying to make a timeline like that yeah and uh like kind of piggybacking off of that there's this movie that came out um last year called shit house which is mm-hmm. about your freshman year in college mm-hmm. which i have not seen but <laughs> i've heard that it's kind of the same vibe it's like i recognize like i'm in this movie and i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny kind of thing like that so i just think that's interesting this and i don't like it <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> um yeah so i i i I was just, I thought of that at the end of this movie. Um, also, I want to comment, this is something I forgot about, that the uh, the musical cues in this were very Bo burnham <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I the loud tech, because I was, this was we, I was watching, I watched this early this morning and like my roommate was still asleep. And I, yeah. It was like, I had to keep turning it down and then up because they talked so quiet. And then <laughs> like, she's going to school and you're like, the blasting techno <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting, like how subtly his influence came through on all of this, because I, it's not like his sense of humor at all. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I kind of expected there to be a lot of bow type of jokes throughout, but mm-hmm. there just really weren't. But like the musical cues for sure. Yeah. And then definitely just the theme, like kind of towards the end when she makes that last YouTube video where she's sort of like, I just don't know how I'm supposed to give you guys advice when I can't even do these things myself, you know, I don't yeah. even, I don't know how to be myself. I don't know how to act confident. So I don't feel okay telling you guys how to do it. Like that is the bane of Bo Burnham's existence. Yeah. <laughs> like that is his biggest problem in life that he's <laughs> constantly trying to tackle. <laughs> uh, I will say though, there were a couple of Bo burnham jokes. There's one that I definitely remember because I, I had that exact thought is when um, she's hanging out with the high schoolers and as she walks up to the table they're talking about how they're like running a race for someone who died mm-hmm. um, and they're like <laughs> I don't remember exactly what they said but I was like yeah I could this, this is a very Bo Burnham joke <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I remember that he's kind of like why would we run a race now we never even respected him when he was alive yeah. I guess that that is that is pretty pretty early bow i wonder if that character was supposed to almost represent like a high school bow huh interesting (laughs) yeah i don't know i thought it was really 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 good um yeah nice such a perfect Uh, perfect like little time capsule of a movie yeah (laughs) i agree um i don't know did we have any do do you have anything much to say about make happy I really liked it. I thought it was because you saw this on live. I did. Correct. Yes. Awesome. Uh, was it, did it, did it, was it like um, pretty much exactly the same? Pretty much. Yeah. That was a theme in the show of like, yeah, I'm going to pretend like certain things is like, yeah, it's all scripted. <laughs> like, yeah. You think yeah. this is spontaneity, but it's not. You know that joke that he does where he's like, I will make up a song about any member of the audience right now. What's your name? And he's like, Rob. Yeah. And then it's just like a pre-recording, like Bo had sex with Rob's mom. Yeah. And we saw it live. The person who he asked just happened to be named Zach. Zach is the name of my brother for those of you listening. Yeah. And Zach was there with me. So when he did that one, he was saying Zach's name, which we just thought was so funny. <laughs> like we were just cracking up. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I saw this live when I was in high school and, um, at the time, I really thought that some of these ideas were like so revolutionary. And it was truly one of the first times that I had ever heard a white guy be so critical of himself 
is in terms of like his own privilege, you know, especially mm-hmm. the song that's like about, about the that. Yeah. Great white guy. <laughs> I remember hearing that and the, it just like blowing my freaking mind. And still to this day, I constantly mm-hmm. sing that line to myself. We used to have all the money in the land and we still do, but it's not as fun now. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I think that's hilarious. That that one to me is like really stood the test of time. But um, yeah, watching it again, I was like, it does some of these ideas, I guess, just feel like a little bit outdated already, mm-hmm. even though it only came out a couple of years ago. Like they just don't feel nearly as radical as they once did to me, which I guess is like totally to be expected. Like yeah. you know, I've learned a lot more and I was in high school at the time and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, some of it, I feel like, like really just didn't age well at all. Like there were just a lot more jokes in here that kind of made me uncomfortable than I ever remembered. Um, so I kind of agree. Yeah. There were yeah. a couple of times I was like, Hmm. Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was kind of a weird one. Um, but yeah, for, for the most part, I still thought it was really clever and really funny um and he's still i just think he's so smart also the song that he sings critiquing country music (laughs) i still think is an absolute masterpiece i did at the time and i still do and i'm like everybody who likes pop country needs to listen to this one yeah i don't like i don't i just don't understand how that's like a thing that people like (laughs) because you know everyone like most of my friends are like of the same opinion <laughs> uh, yeah right i also wanted to mention in how like because you said before i watched it because i guess like i had watched it um, mm-hmm. before um and you said you know that it's about like it's like a double thing that is about like performance and stuff and i just thought yeah. it was interesting like the bits that he chose to do that he like attacked all these different like pop musics mm. kind of stuff and i just mm-hmm. thought i was i like I'm sure, you know, like it was like it, it was intentional um, to be part of that, and I just thought that was like an interesting connection of like mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily realize until it's like until he says like, "Hey, what is this? What is this show about? Like, what's mm-hmm. the thing?" So I just thought it was interesting because it was like, "Hey, here's let me set this up, and then here's a song about it," and I just thought. It was like done well, and some of them were funnier than others. Like the, the country one is definitely the best one. Yeah, but oh my god, um, that was so good. But yeah, I think I think they're all like kind of the way that like the bits combined together. Um, I thought was actually like pretty interesting, and mm-hmm. and that was like one of those things that I was like I'm that I wasn't sure of. Yeah. You know, as I was watching it, I was like, hmm. But then, you know, after it ended, I was like, yeah, that kind of all really came together super well. Yeah. And he I just thought that was impressive. He like does a line about that in the special. Like he's he says, like, the show is a series of discrete bits. <laughs> One thing does not lead into the next. But yeah. then yeah, you and you kind of you're like, okay, whatever. And then you get to the end and you're like, no, they they did kind of follow this like weird storyline, you know? Yeah. I'm in this arch. And I felt the exact same way about inside, where I, at first I was like, Man, it is so random the way that one bit cuts to the next and they have like nothing to do with each other, you know? Like I just I wasn't really getting it at first, but then you mm-hmm. get to the end and you're like whoa, we just went through a whole journey. <laughs> like yeah. We covered a lot in these in these series of discrete bits, you know? Especially because he starts out with a song that's like, 
so, so self-critical, but also satirical. This like, I'm a special kind of white guy thing. Mm-hmm. And then we get into these critiques of like capitalism as a whole, the idea of being an unpaid intern. And then it's like back to these like more personal, like the song about sexting, which I thought was so funny. <laughs> the song about like FaceTiming with his mom, which I didn't think was that funny. <laughs> but, but like, he just like, he just kind of, I don't know. There were just a lot of different themes throughout or like a, a lot of different um areas of life that he mentioned but all kind of under this like same umbrella of like what are we all doing inside mm. you know which mm. was cool yeah yeah that's a good point i honestly think um that i'm gonna revisit inside like mm-hmm. in three or four years and then really mm-hmm. like it because it, it does seem like another one of those like kind of like time capsule type thing yeah about, right like, so I'm sure that I'm going to watch the next time I watch it, it will probably be like a few years down the road. Yeah. The line, oh, that'll be really interesting. I'm sure I'll be like, wow, this is this. I think it's a little too fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a connect. Um, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really know um, what I will think a couple of years from now. Cause watching <laughs> it now is just like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like that's what we've all been going through. <laughs> you yeah. nailed it. Mm, but yeah yeah he just has a lot of ideas a lot of like very kind of um like sporadic ideas like they're all just kind of spread out and then he finds a way to connect them all which i think is really really cool but eighth grade was different from that like eighth grade felt to me like a very focused project Mm -hmm. we are going to talk about one thing (laughs) one thing only it's the performative nature of middle school um, but his specials are just really not like that to me. Kind of all over the place. Yeah, I don't know if I have too much more to say. Yeah, me neither. I'm a big Bo Burnham fan. I really, nice. really just think that he's extremely smart um, in a lot of different ways. Nice. <laughs> Puts a lot of important stuff into the world. Yeah, I agree. Sweet. Cool. I have no idea what to do next week. I was kind of okay, thinking about it. Maybe we should just watch like a comfort movie or a movie that gets you really excited to talk about. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Since this wasn't really like a normal movie episode, do you want to just do like a regular movie? Yeah. Next week. Okay. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I could be. Yeah. Down. Movie that makes you have a lot to say. I don't know if I want to watch something I've already seen before, though. That's the other thing. I like the discovery of it all. Hmm. Okay. Maybe we should watch a movie that other people have a lot to say about then. Uh, hmm. Yeah, we could watch Kajillionaire. Sounds good to me. I think it's, let's see if it's out on anything that I have access to. It's on HBO Max. Do you have HBO Max? Um, no, but I could mooch it off of somebody, probably. Okay. Yeah, this is one that Miranda July, she's a very interesting filmmaker. And uh, a lot of people have said that Kajillionaire is in like their top 10 movies from last year. So it's cool. one that I've been like exciting to, excited to watch for a while. Okay, awesome. Um, but haven't really been able to find until recently. Because I think I saw recently that it was on HBO. And I said, oh, I'm going to try to watch that. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I think that would be cool for next week. Okay. I'm excited. 
Awesome. Let's do it. And then week after that, I we could do the book. I just ordered the book today, but okay. as soon as I get it, I'll just get started on it. Perf. Awesome. Perfecto. All right. Do you have an album to recommend this week? Yes. This week I'm going Obviously. to... Obviously. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, recommending the brand new Lucy Dacus album. It is called Home Video. Uh, Lucy Dacus is not my usual jam. I really mm-hmm. want to be into her because I know that she's cool, but I don't usually like that kind of like... I don't I don't know how to describe her sound. Just just slower and it's a lot more like lyrical. Um and I just don't I just don't really vibe with it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I didn't like saying that. <laughs> but I just don't usually <laughs> like it like melodically that much, I guess. Like I just I've always appreciated it, but never uh just like put it on when I just want to hear music. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I got you for sure. And this new album, I still kind of feel the same way about, but the lyrics are just so good. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep listening to it anyway. And I have to recommend it to everybody. Like she is just a good writer, like really such a good uh, writer of lyrics. So everybody should check it out. She's she's very smart. Awesome. Um, Let's see. My album is Surf Curse. Uh, one of my favorite bands is called Heaven Surrounds You. Um, I think Surf Curse is getting like really popular because one of their songs is like on a lot of TikToks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone listening who's just got introduced to Surf Curse, check out this album. It's their newest one. And it was really cool when it came out. <laughs> I was like, it's like really cool when you know a band and you like a band and then you hear they're coming out with a new album soon. And then you like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, just got all excited for it. And that was this album for me. And uh, I actually went to this concert for my birthday. Right. And uh, it was really cool. And it's, I think it's their best album. It's their most like uh, production value album, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> awesome. But I really like this album and it's a very comforting one to me. Not too short, not too long. Just, just hits right. Awesome. Heaven Surrounds You by Surf Curse. Alrighty. I think that's about it for this week. I had a good time with this uh, trip through Bo Burnham Lane this week. Yeah, um, yeah it was fun fun to watch. Like, especially in like quick succession, you really got to kind of yeah. see the ideas that like... Yeah, I agree. ...carried throughout, um, which is cool because 8th grade was a very different project from comedy specials yeah yeah uh next week we're going to check out miranda july's kajillionaire which came out last year um i'm really excited about that one this is a movie i've been wanting to see for a while and i'm finally getting around to it and we can talk about it here it'll be tons of fun as always yeah all right if you want to uh keep up with our book club that's going to be in two weeks the book we're reading is called dispatches by michael Herr. Um, is that how you say it? Is two uh, R's, H E two R's. So I don't That's know. how I would say it. Um, but yeah, so if you want to keep up with that, check out that book. Uh, I haven't started it right now either, so we're in the same boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just yeah. uh, we'll just uh, get on it, and it'll be a good time. Excellent. Love reading. I've been reading a lot more lately. Good. Even I've awesome. been watching movies. So yeah. 
All right. Well, that's all we got for this week. Thank you for listening to anyone listening. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow our Instagram page at Speaking English Pod. Um, hopefully, there'll be more cool stuff involved with the podcast um, up soon as I get working on it. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks. Have a great week. Thank you all. Bye bye. Bye now. <laughs>